welcome back to the Bougie Best Friend Podcast. Actually, it's not a the Bougie, it's the Bougie Best Friend Podcast. <laughs> that's still the, that's the immigrant dilemma. Do yeah. I say the or I don't? It's very, very true. Mm-hmm. I have a very dear friend of mine and a media persona, mm-hmm. Ljubica Popovic. Let's tell our listeners why you were in a... I'll, I'll tell them why I was in a bad mm-hmm. mood because we recorded an hour and a half heartwarming tears goosebumps like we we've been through it all we recorded such an amazing episode and then what and there was no sound yeah you know what i'm getting paranoid are we recording (laughs) by the way miss may i tell you what you are a true journalist i know that you graduated uh school for journalism correct Mm -hmm. but today you are shining i mean I, i love you as an interviewer in general Thank you. You you brought out out of me mm-hmm. so many emotions and so many levels. Mm. We spoke about my family. I teared up, y'all. <laughs> she made me cry. I was like remembering, you know, when my mom's kind of mm-hmm. when my mom kind of sent me off to to United okay, States. Okay, don't tell them everything. What we're gonna get into? I know, but that moment was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I just wanted I I'll, just I'll wanted bring people it out to again. know. Let yeah, me, let me bring it out again. <laughs> but you are a I'm master. Preparing. I had mm-hmm. goosebumps. I cried. I was happy. I feel like mm-hmm. we bonded. It we was did. it was I a beautiful, beautiful moment. So the point of this episode is kind of to bring you guys closer to an immigrant journey. Not just immigrant, but just somebody who, you know, started from scratch and built much a like life our for podcast. <laughs> yeah, we are recording. I, good, I, I think good. you you can see the little lights Holy coming paranoia. up. Holy paranoia! Okay. Yeah. Okay, Luby, please tell us a little bit about yourself, mm-hmm. if you don't mind. No, not at all. I am from Montenegro originally. I was born there. Montenegro is your neighbor, Croatia, neighbor yes. of Croatia. Hey, it's neighbor. a former Yugoslavia republic. And you immigrated to the States 15 years ago. That's wild. Yeah. That is wild. Yeah. May How does 15th, that make you feel? Yeah. May 15th was my 15th anniversary. Happy anniversary. Uh, thank you. I mean, it does... I feel... I finally feel like accomplished and whole because I was on a hell of a journey this past 15 years. Like I moved here in 2007. So I'm finally feeling like, okay, yeah, 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 I'm good. Like I don't feel like, of course you struggle daily, but that's life in a sense. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I'm sort of um, getting my groove at this okay, point so you know time 15 years okay good yeah, i'm like first on year eight <laughs> i'm on year eight so i have a lot a lot long way to go yeah i uh, would love to hear about your immigrant journey so can you tell us how did you get to america mm-hmm. uh, how did you stay in america because a lot of people ask me that like just give mm-hmm. us a little background mm. i sort of always knew that i wanted to move i didn't want to live in montenegro because i was a little I was the adventurous one. I was the hungry one, the ambitious one, always. The curious one. The curious one, if uh, if I may say so. My family sort of always knew that as well, so they were prepared, in a sense. And the whole family's back home. Everybody's back home, okay. much like you, you know. Same like you. <laughs> yeah. We are like... Yeah. Just, just us. I remember I had a friend from elementary school. And then after he graduated high school, he moved to St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And then he would come to visit almost every summer. And one year he asked me, like, when are you going to come and visit? And I said it as if I'm so certain and I already bought a ticket. 
and I had no idea I'm coming. I said it like, oh, I'm going to live there next year anyway, so it doesn't <laughs> matter. So I kind of always felt it, but at that moment it felt real. I cannot mm-hmm. explain it. I you don't know. You just saw it. You just felt it. It's almost a vision. Yeah. Like, does it happen to you that you stop in a moment and you're like, oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. It's oh, yeah. Like, I manifest, I, I think I manifested half of my life. I mean, most of my life. I just mm-hmm. didn't see through the bad times <laughs> a while ago. Oh, I know. Uh, but tell us about the actual process. Mm-hmm. How did you get, like, how did you get a visa? Absolutely. There's uh, certain agencies. They are all over Eastern Europe. They used to be, at least, in, back in my time. I don't know how, how things are going on right now, but I know that Belgrade and uh, Zagreb and Podgorica, which is mm-hmm. capitals of our republic, still have it. Those agencies, you pretty much apply. You give them your resume. And once when you when the, you're like get the green light from them, there's... It's about so 5,000 Okay, total. what were you doing back home? You went to school for what? I went to school uh, for hospitality. Okay. Uh, Is that which, something you like doing? Is that at career? the time it sounded right for me, but now in hindsight, I was like, "What was I thinking?" I also had like dreams to do acting and stuff, but I never had the balls to pursue mm-hmm. it. Not the balls, but like, you know how it is back home. You know, like, oh, who's gonna hire an actor? You're gonna be starving. There's yeah. no work in that. Like, just don't do that. Do something practical. Work in an office for somebody else. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the goal, you know, till you die for, for 40 years, nine to five. Um, and like, much like Croatia, Montenegro lives out of tourism. Like, mm-hmm. we are right on the, on the coast. So I always enjoy like uh, learning new languages. I have uh, outgoing personality. I don't know if you can tell. No, so, no. <laughs> so it was a good fit for me to do yeah. um, hospitality. Hospitality. Okay, so you sounded were right at the time. Yeah. You were studying hospitality, mm-hmm. and then you heard about these agencies that are helping immigrants to come to America. Yeah, my friends told me about it, and I'm like, oh my God, that makes perfect sense for mm-hmm. me, because I was plotting my way out of Montenegro mm-hmm. uh, for a while at that time. So you said you heard about these agencies, and then you went for an interview, and you dropped off your resume, yes. correct? Yes, I was super excited, because like, this is my chance. So my initial plan was like, I'm going to apply for this um, J-1 visa work and travel program. The program initially lasts five months. So you pick a city, you pick a job, you get interviewed for the job. Hopefully you pass. You work for four months. Hopefully you save some money. (laughs) And then they give you a month to travel through the United States if you'd like to. That's how, like the visa is actually okay. created and then you go back home. So my plan was... Like and you a, were still at school at the time. I had uh, maybe a couple of uh, exams, exams left. left yeah. Mm-hmm. And the big final one. I was like, okay, this is amazing. I'm going to go with my really, really good friends. We're going to have a great time in Florida, in Miami. We're going to party. We're going to work. I'm going to be there for five months, go back home, graduate, and then make connections for those five months so I can actually go back and live in the United States. That really was something that I felt it was a good fit. And I remember when I landed in Miami, in my mind, Will Smith's waiting for me, uh, singing Welcome, <laughs> Welcome to it's Miami. Just, that's how naive and, and uh, innocent I was. Like, that's this cute is though. Great. How yeah. old were you? I was 22, 3. But it felt right. As I was landing, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm home. 
Mm. It was the weirdest feeling ever. Like I did, you re- feel the same way when you flew in this time? <laughs> Not really. I feel Not without my luggage. <laughs> Where is my bag? So um, I mean, Miami does have that feeling. I actually texted my best friend. We were roommates in Miami, and we moved to New York together. And I texted her today. I was like, "This feels like going back to Montenegro. Mm-hmm. It feels like visiting home. Because mm-hmm. like, oh, there's my building. Oh, there's my movie theater. Why? How I long went. were you living here? Uh, 2007 to 2012. So that's a good chunk of time if you think about it. So you found this agency and mm-hmm. you got a job. What kind of job did you get? So uh, these agencies actually give you a list of jobs and list of cities. Mm-hmm. They're trying to mi- find like a perfect match, a mm-hmm. good fit for you. <laughs> Matchmaker. Uh, matchmaking, <laughs> yeah, basically. Matchmaker for immigrants, for jobs. Let's not like we're not a mail order brides. Okay. (laughs) Do you know I've been that I've been asked that a couple of times? Oh, me too. I'm sure. Yeah, it's not not a surprise. It kind of annoys me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's. I think that people are trying to be funny. Yeah. And it was funny once or twice, but then I'm like, okay, what are you? Next time, just ask them, what's your intent with that? What's your intent? Yeah, I just posted today on Instagram. People love it. But yeah, they, they, they will give you a list of jobs and a list of cities. And for me, it was, I, I saw Ritz Carlton. I saw Miami. Okay, that's a nice name. I'm like, I'm in hotel business. This was meant for me. Let's do it. I don't care what position it is. And it was mostly like pool attendant or to work at the kids club or like a housekeeper. It's all good money because mm-hmm. you would like make great tips and good like. But it's all pay. hospitality based. Absolutely, and I think that our people generally gravitate towards like hospitality jobs. Why but- do you think that is? I mean, because I do see a lot of people nowadays. Mm-hmm. They have been living here for many, many years. They're still in the hospitality space. I mean, it, it is really good money. Mm-hmm. And they also dabble into real estate, I feel. Yeah, we're good with that, too. A lot of Balkans. Uh-huh. Okay, sorry. So you were saying that you got a job at the Ritz. You yeah. flew into Miami. They gave me, actually, I did so well uh, at an interview because they flew their human resources director, Federico, to Belgrade, the capital of Serbia, to interview a ton of us. Mm-hmm. It was... I, I can't even estimate. It was like. And did they all get jobs? You know what? I'm not sure, but not at the Ritz uh, and in Miami for sure. But they were relocated. Everybody found something a good fit for themselves. Mm-hmm. But um, they opened up a great position for me. I I, I told you this. What already. was the position? Guest relations department VIP coordinator. Mm-hmm. That was my mm, official v- Miss VIP. I know. So, and you know that I was the one who held the whole interview. Wow. I held it for almost six hours mm-hmm. and because they were supposed to interview a bunch of us mm-hmm. and then come out and tell us who's in in which, in which position. And they were not coming out. We were just all of us getting impatient. And the, Federico came out, uh, and he's still a friend of mine. He came out and he's like, blame Yubica Popovich for this wait because we wanted her to have like this <laughs> great position, but I had to wait for the approval from, from Miami to actually give her the green light. So it was like, and then he told me, he's like, first month we're expecting guests like uh, Michael Jordan. Eva. Oh my God. And I was losing my mind. Uh, you know, I was really... What's the first celebrity you saw in America? First celebrity was... It was a couple. Mm-hmm. And I made a total ass of myself. <laughs> Who was it? It was uh, John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. Oh, wow. I love them. He was staying at the hotel, which happens very often, under uh, 
fake name, mm-hmm. right? So he was Mr. Rogers. My boss, who loved me, and I was so lucky that he was my first manager because he saw the potential and he saw how hungry and ready to work I came. Like, that's how I got the job because mm-hmm. I went on an interview like, let's you make did this your research. happen. Yeah, yeah, I did my research. I was Googling, I was reading, I was just like ready. So my manager is like, He's coming in with his girlfriend at the time. And they're going to be Rogers. Mr. Rogers. You cannot call him Mr. Legend. No matter what happens, you cannot say Mr. Legend, right? My job was to greet them at the door. Mm-hmm. I had their room key. They were staying at the presidential suite. I have to greet them. And I have to walk them personally to their suite mm-hmm. and open the suite and show them like the amenities mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. They were our super VIP guests. As they walked in, I was like, don't say Mr. Legend, say Ro- so Leg- Legend Rogers. Le- like I kind of started like losing my mind in a moment when the um, uh, ro- robot gets like uh-huh. his wires mixed <laughs> or something. And I was like, good afternoon and welcome to the Ritz Carlton. Sir and ma'am, I was just like, Sir and ma'am. it was such a sad moment for me, for America, for Ritz Carlton, for Montenegro, for, Montene- for my parents. For John Legend. But it's it's a good story for my podcast, so thank you very much. Goodness gracious. How did you feel right after? Like, did you say anything? I wanted to disappear. They were so sweet and saw that I panicked. They pretend nothing happened. Aww. And then on the elevator ride to their suite... I made sure I called him Mr. Rogers 15 times. It was almost, it was almost like, how are you, Mr. Rogers? How's your trip, Mr. Rogers? You're going, oh, nice suit, Mr. I'm like, shut up. I'm like, like you're overdoing it. You're overcorrecting, you know? Yeah. So I saw them multiple times and they were always very, like, never very demanding. Did they always come under uh, the same false name? Mr. Or did like come they up were, with... They were, they were, they were the Rogers. Am I, am I uh, like, am I supposed to say this? Maybe I like, I'm like, I know that Michael Jordan was Bugs Bunny. Oh, that's so funny. He would check in as Bugs Bunny. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, and he would never... Rarely people would actually directly talk to you. I would mm-hmm. talk to their assistants mm-hmm. if they had like some certain needs. And yeah. What would you say uh, in the hospitality space? How did it impact it, who you are today? Uh, or, like, Did you enjoy working in a hotel? Oh, absolutely. Ritz-Carlton is such a great way to... It's a phenomenal first job in general. I mean, no shit. Right? <laughs> but it's, it's, it's my first job was like at a at a at a bar. They were like barely feeding me and oh. during happy during family meal. Oh, so. I, I I did that. You know, yeah. I started off like really nicely, and then I plummeted. <laughs> it was like ups and downs. So yeah. I've been I've, I've been doing that plenty of times, eating like family mm-hmm. meals and stuff. Um, no, I'm saying they did not even give me the family. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's you, like, if you missed it, it's not, you're going to get it. Do you know that when I landed, Ritz Carlton sent a, an Escalade to oh, pick wow. me up? You probably thought you were in Gossip I Girl. was like, this is it. I made it. Mm-hmm. America, I love you. First time I got into a black Uber SUV, I okay. felt the same way. Wow. I'm like, I am... A princess. I'm a princess. Okay. Do you remember partying at like uh, One Oak table with a promoter? Mm, yeah. And just like, mm-hmm. I am the shit. Yes. Like, I don't pay for my drinks. Mm-hmm. This is the best. Yes. <laughs> when I came to New York, like I was going out so much. I was just interested in this whole nightlife scene in New York. It did was you, wild. Uh, did you know I was a promoter in Miami? Oh my God. 
Really? I was a promoter for about a year. How was that? I think I would be a great promoter. Oh, I think you would kill it. I kind of thought of it at some point. You would kill it. So you were supposed to leave after what? Four or five months? After then... four months, I was supposed to, you know, stop working, go travel, and then go visit my family. I bought all the gifts. I was <laughs> packed. And then they called me at the human resources office. And they were like, Luby, would you like to stay we have you in mind and a couple of other people from your group. We want to extend it for like another year. Mm-hmm. And I was taken aback. I was flattered. And deep inside, it felt like it was right. Yeah. Like when I was leaving, it felt weird. Like I'm leaving home. Like yeah. this is my life now. Like You know, when I was trying to decide whether or not mm-hmm. I'm going to stay here, mm-hmm. I had nightmares of going back home and like losing my passport or something crazy that I cannot get in. This? The States. I am so glad you mentioned this. Okay. <laughs> There's something that all immigrants have in common. All of your nightmares are the same. I went back home. I lost my passport and I can't go back. Yeah. Back or, to th- America. Back to America. Yes. You know, what's uh-huh. so funny. <laughs> my boyfriend is American. Uh-huh. And sometimes when I speak to him about random things, I always say the States. He's like, no American says the States. You just say U.S. Uh, U.S. I'm like, I, we always say we're going to the States. I, I never use U.S. Yeah. I honestly would because never. Because you're from Montenegro. <laughs> oh, my God. Hashtag immigrant troubles. And then you were living in Miami the whole time, right? Yes. But um, I worked at the Ritz, but I like picked up other jobs because I started getting hooked up on... I'm making money. This is amazing. Yeah. Like I was a hostess in nightclubs. I was a promoter. I was a nanny. Like I worked as a nanny for a while. Like I just like, I pretty much, I was, I, I even worked at a flower shop. Oh, like, that's cute. I said, I never said no to any job. I always wanted to be a dog walker, but nobody wanted to hire me because I had no experience. But that kind of breaks my heart. I know. Because you love dogs. I and love that should dogs. be, that should be it. When did you decide it was enough of Ritz? Carlton it was such a weird moment for me because it was like a first cr- off I love pronouncing the Ritz Carlton the Ritz it's like, Carlton. It's, like it's such such a bougie name like their motto of the company is we are ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen Fuck yeah treat your peers mm-hmm. with the same respect as you're extending to your guests and I kind of love that mm-hmm and Ritz is really appreciative when they see that you want to work hard slash hustle. <laughs> like they, they, they kind of love that. They will like, like die for the company. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you were still on a J1, right? Yes. Yes. My process for visa was so layered and complicated. Nobody should follow my journey. Because but... everybody always asks me about visas uh-huh. and it, people don't understand how complex the whole process is because... Mm-hmm. First off, it depends where, what country you're coming from. Absolutely. It depends what your education is. It depends what your case is. Mm-hmm. So like I currently have an artist visa, which is called an O-1. Mm-hmm. And that type of visa, it, you can't just get it if you don't have something to back it up with, if you mm-hmm. know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So people sometimes ask me like, oh, can you just help me? Like, can you help me find a job? Like, it's not that easy. People reach out to me all the time. And if it was that easy, everybody would do it. And it feels like you don't want the help. Yeah. But it's really that you can't. So, yeah, so let's make this clear. We all do want to help you guys come in here. But yeah. you know, when I have like a, a random person that I barely know from like mm-hmm. my childhood, I don't even know what you're doing nowadays. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me, can you help me with my visa? I'm like, I don't even know what you're doing today. Mm-hmm. 
And I don't know what your aspirations are. In my case, let's say it was a random luck that I sort of got the work and But also like 15 years ago, things were very different. different. Very different. Different, different. Now I feel like I was... I was very innocent when I got here. Yeah. I got this job. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to prove myself. Now I feel like the little bit of sense of entitlement with these younger generations when they're oh, yeah. coming. Oh, if, if, you, if I don't have an apartment that's here and there, and then I, if I don't have guaranteed paper, like, why would I come here? Who's going to do this for me? Who? I didn't know shit when I got here. Yeah. Do you know that there was no social media when, oh, I, of course, yeah. when I first moved here? Like there was yeah. nothing. There was no Viber. There was no WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. I would go to the internet cafe <laughs> to email my friends. Oh my God. This is like how old school yeah. of an immigrant I am. Yeah. Nobody told me anything. I had to figure out everything. Did on you my know own. anybody here? No, okay. no one. So no you one. have was... no friends. So you have to like build from scratch. And yeah. the first year I'll tell you. My days off would be three movies at the movie theater on my mm-hmm. own. But you know what we uh, discussed prior, mm-hmm. also in the podcast that was not recorded, <laughs> uh, that working in the restaurant industry kind of prepares you to be, first off, open, mm-hmm. open to talk to everyone. Like you mm-hmm. just have to do it because when you are mm-hmm. serving a table, you can't just like phase out. Like you have to say hello. Absolutely. Uh, and it taught you how to deal with a lot of uncomfortable situations down the line. So I always mm-hmm. say like it's, I think that restaurant jobs are some of the best jobs you can get you to kind of build character because you're dealing with so many different people from all walks of life. Mm-hmm. Some have money, some don't have money. Mm-hmm. Some, you know, are trying to bargain with everything when you're trying to serve them. And then sometimes you spill a drink on someone, which happened to me many times. Oh, I spill, uh, spilt, spell, spilt, 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 I believe. I spilt a drink on T.I., Rapper T.I., yeah. And he was so gracious about it. Mm -hmm. I spilled a martini on him and and was like, I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. And he's like, did my manager tell you to do that because he wants me to cut down on my drinks? (laughs) Like, he made it. Oh, that's so sweet. He wanted me to, he made up like a joke out of it so I don't feel horrible. (laughs) You know what? I never hung out with a lot of celebrities, but I served a lot of celebrities. Mm. I served a lot of celebrities. (laughs) I cleaned a lot of floors for celebrities. You cleaned some vomit, too. You you said that many times. I did clean vomit in restaurants. Mm. I have to share one of my celebrity stories tell me i was working at this steakhouse i forget what year that was but okay. we're talking about gary v okay and i did not know who gary v is at the time okay. and there was this guy mm-hmm. gary v sitting at the corner table and he was my section so okay. he was like my last table my section i missed the verbiage <laughs> my 86 my section 86 mahi mahi. <laughs> uh, so he was sitting in my section and it was like a, a regular hour maybe like 7 8 p.m whatever mm-hmm. and i i was looking at him and mind you i did not know anything about okay. him i was looking at him like why is this dude talking so much mm-hmm. like he's just talking and all of these people he was sitting with like four or five people okay all of these people are not saying a word and they're just looking at him as a god like who is this guy and like oh whatever i didn't think more about it an hour passes by and all these people go and new people come he was literally sitting there in my section for six hours and he just i guess he would just had different meetings because this was like he was friends with the owners and okay. whatever so i was like why is this guy 
hijacking my free time because what is I was happening? like I wanted to go home I think I was the closer or something oh closing is yeah closing the worst. was horrible I was just getting very confused with who he is and like why is he talking so much and everybody's just looking at him okay. and then when everything you know day after whatever I asked my manager who that was and he told me like oh that's this guy and he I forget what year it was so I don't know what businesses he had and then I started googling him <laughs> and then I started becoming obsessed with his videos and like okay I'm like a huge Gary V fan and mm-hmm. I like listen to everything he posts oh he's great and he, he was, really is uh-huh. he was my one of my first like who what is going on like it was just like a very interesting moment tell me some things that you learned being an immigrant in the restaurant world it definitely just much like you said gave me confidence mm-hmm. because um you know shy having a bad day having a good day no matter what's happening you 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 gotta show up. You gotta yeah. put a smile on your face, and you gotta. I mean, if you're working at a busy place, mm-hmm. you're gonna have what like. You have to be so organized. Yes. Also, I remember when I first started working, they, yeah. I didn't know anything. I didn't mm-hmm. know how the system works. I didn't know how to say certain words. I didn't know how mm-hmm. to. I didn't know anything. No, just... It's a tough job, and it's a job that will give you skills that you're gonna need for life. I remember. Since I am a huge uh, reality show fan, mm-hmm. obsessed with everything, mm-hmm. uh, Real Housewives of, of New York, Bethany Frankel was a waitress. Oh, I did her makeup, by the way. No way. Yeah, I did. She's my yeah. hero. I yeah. love everything that she yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah, I did her makeup once. Mm-hmm. She didn't call me again. I guess she didn't like it. <laughs> nah, nah. She, yeah. I bet she has dozens yeah. of people around yeah. her everywhere. Yeah, but uh, she always brags about being a waitress. No, Bethany was really nice. Yeah, yeah, she was. She was really like she was like very straightforward but like respectful she's that's, good she that's what that's I the restaurant to be. that's the restaurant struggle that's what you mm-hmm. that's how you build your character absolutely i like, mean i'm not here glorifying the restaurant industry but it, i kind of am <laughs> i'm kind of giving it the the shout out that it deserves yeah because it's always like looked down at in a yeah. sense and you know what else i have mm-hmm. to say Everybody knows I have high standards when it comes to table manners. And Mm -hmm. it all comes from working in restaurants because we have to follow such strict steps of service. If somebody's glass is empty, let's say a water glass, if it's empty for more than 10 seconds and your manager notices that, like you're going to get a little mm-hmm. minus in, in your book mm-hmm. or something. It's like there's a certain etiquette for everything. And I always loved watching, like when I dropped the check, uh-huh. <laughs> I always loved watching that dynamic. Oh, shit. That was hilarious. Oh, my God. No, the things I saw while working in restaurants, I mean, I'm sure you did too. It's like you, you, you can eavesdrop on all these private conversation not that you want to you're just like you're right there. there and some people just have no uh filter and they're just gonna talk about like you cheated on me last night blah, blah, blah. but imagine it's like uh, changing channels when yes. you go from a table to yes. a table you're yes. watching a different reality yes. show unfolding in front of you you have For people sure. breaking up you have engagements you have mm-hmm. toddlers having a like a meltdown yeah. so it's a lot a lot to handle and I'm, I'm 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 glad we mentioned this whole thing because yeah. uh it really built my character Same. in I've, I've never Shout been out to shy. the hospitality industry. Absolutely. And our people are very good at hospitality. Yes. That's like our culture. Our, our nature is like... If I go to a restaurant and mm-hmm. I can totally spot if I see, you know, somebody from the Balkans, like Serbian, Croatian, Montenegro, because mm-hmm. we all come from the same area and we all have some similar features. I can't pinpoint what it is, mm-hmm. but it's something. Maybe you like, just know. You, you just see know. It. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then I always like, where are you from? And they're like, hmm... 
Serbia, Hrvatska. <laughs> like, okay. You're suspicious, like, why yeah, is she why asking? Why is she asking? Yeah. 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 And um, you will notice at the end of the night that they're going to wrestle and fight who's going to pay for the bill. Yeah, that's a big difference when it comes to American living. I would love to dabble into, I wouldn't say culture shocks, but maybe like differences, differences. when it comes to American mm-hmm. and the Balkan. I'll just call it the Balkan lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And the Balkan, for those who don't know, is what? Serbia, Croatia, Montenegro. Greece, Albania, that whole yeah. chunk there. There's a huge difference when it comes to just some basic, day-to-day activities such as mm-hmm. paying for the bill paying for the bill we tell have, me yeah. tell me everything we like we have first of all a big uh coffee drinking cigarette smoking talking shit and gossiping culture that's just balkans live on that we're Definitely. good with that like when i go to montenegro and i love going to montenegro i go like twice a year and like at noon you're walking around if it's even if it's not a nice day Every, Every coffee yes. shop, it's just packed yeah. and you can't see anything because everything is covered in smoke. Mm-hmm. Everybody's just like, sm- it's like, it's yes. noon. Yes. Does anybody work? No. How <laughs> no, is they this do. possible? They, do. they just take like an hour and a half coffee breaks, which is fascinating. It's just like, I feel like life of leisure. Yes. In a sense. Obviously, I only lived in Croatia, so I can only speak for Croatia, but I feel like they're just big on celebrating every day. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Even though now, as I as, literally, as I said that, I was just thinking. My brother tells me like the city is not that active, but maybe that's with COVID. COVID I don't know. definitely yeah. changed a couple of yeah. things. But we love to live life, yeah. if anything. Even if we don't have much, you know what I miss about mm-hmm. uh, living home: the food. Everything is organic. Everything smells nice. Like the food smells. Yeah, the t- tomatoes. It's always the tomatoes that get me. I don't know why. It's always this like I cut it in half and the whole kitchen yeah. starts smelling like the food we have tomatoes. there is not even comparable to what we have here. It's, it's a so much. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes like I literally can't don't even know what I'm eating if I yeah. don't buy something that's like completely mm-hmm. overpriced. And you don't know what you're eating yeah, actually. You you're right eating. on that one. You're actually right. Is there anything else you can pinpoint when it comes to like huge differences in creation definitely like some dating rules okay let's talk about dating like, you know that's my favorite topic yeah <laughs> like I kinda, for me I, I couldn't get used to it with this my first relationship in the united states was with an american dude right and we were friends first we hooked up and then we were seeing each other for months not seeing each other playing house like living together were you living with him i had my studio he had his apartment but i was either at his place or he was at mine we were doing groceries and everything like he would know oh you need to buy more water i remember i saw that you're missing it in your fridge i'll go get it for you like like kind of just like you were living together like you were living life together yeah of course like just sharing and doing everything together and then a couple of months in he sat me down and got a little nervous and got like all stuttery and confused and wanted to ask me, do I feel like he's my boyfriend? And oh my I lost God. my shit. I was so offended because you know how it is back home. Yeah. You like a guy, he likes you. He tells your friend he likes you. You tell his friend you like him. You're out. You're having a drink. You're holding hands. That's your boyfriend. What I say in Croatia, if you show up with somebody to a public place where you know you're going to see other people, yep, you are official. Done. And when I was dating in Croatia, if I was not really sure about the guy, 
I would always go for dinners like somewhere I know nobody's gonna see me. And Such then, a great strategy. <laughs> and then when we were like, okay, I'm into this, we would go to like the hottest bar and mm-hmm. then hold hands and then that mm-hmm. meant like okay they're official That's and then it, if can. he would show up with somebody else i would know in a heartbeat and here mm-hmm. in the states <laughs> u.s please uh-huh. yeah here you like if you show up with a different partner to every party mm-hmm. you are a baller you are and you know what nobody is judging you male or female yeah females get more judged across the board, but mm-hmm. especially in, in the Balkans. I have to say in Croatia, if you even try to pay for dinner on the first date, a guy would be offended. Absolutely. He would think, mm-hmm. did you think of him? Did like he just, less of a man. Yeah, like something. he can't, like he, oh, you think I can't pay for. Mm-hmm. And here, I was, I was so culture shocked. I swear. Oh, yeah. I was culture shocked when I saw that some guys are splitting the bill. Yeah, I was like, what is it? Okay, one what? more thing that I have to mention what's really different. Tell me. Croatia and the US. Mm-hmm. Let's say if somebody, it's somebody's birthday. Okay. In Croatia, you Thank would... Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. In Croatia, you would... Let's say it's my birthday. I invite my friends over. I give them drinks. I give them food. I pay the bill. Like, it's my show. You're hosting I, the I'm party. I'm hosting the party. I'm paying for everything. Uh-huh. And they bring maybe gifts or a bottle of wine mm-hmm. or something. If it, like, it's in my house or whatever. And here, I was so shocked. The first time I was invited for a birthday dinner with this girl who was mm-hmm. celebrating, I, like, brought a little gift. And we were at the... And, Mind you, I was so broke back then. Like I, I was working in restaurants. Like I didn't have that. Honestly, I did not make that much money working in restaurants at the very beginning. Uh huh. You didn't know how to pick the yeah, right one. Yeah, I didn't one. know it's, how to. Yeah. yeah. Took some time, uh, and I was just so shocked. We were sitting at the dinner table, and maybe it was like three guys and four girls, and we all split the bill, Come and on. she was not paying because it was her birthday, and I'm like, what the fuck? What and. This was the first, and I yeah. remember vividly. We were sitting at the Standard. Oh my in, god! In uh, in New York, mm-hmm. and there were like bottles of champagne and all this shit. And I was 22, 23. Dude, and that's I your rent. Like, yeah, it was my rent. I was so broke after that. I mean, I just didn't know that's how it worked. I, I definitely learned. I learned it the hard way. Yeah. But if you think about it, it's such a messed up concept. Yeah, because. I mean, messed up, but you, like you go out and you keep ordering. How do you know yeah. how much somebody else has? Yeah. yeah. Like when you're calling the shots, you don't know exactly what yeah. you're doing. Like we have, yeah, that's this something, is the budget. <laughs> that's something I, I would never, I, that's something I just completely don't agree with when it comes to these communal dinners mm-hmm. in America. It's like everybody's splitting. Let's say if you're with your girlfriends, you're, everybody's splitting. Maybe somebody's not drinking. Somebody's doing this. Somebody's like ordering something, mm-hmm. you know, triple the price. So that's that's something that I really just yeah. don't get it. And would you say that you're still in touch with your friends back home? Like, do you think that you kind of drifted apart? Because I moved around a lot when I was growing uh-huh. up. And that's I tough. feel, yeah, that kind of, I never had, you know, friends that I knew for 20 years or mm-hmm. I, 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 my parents worked at the same company. So they were like, always getting relocated with work but I feel sometimes even when I go back home some of my friends are married or they're not living in the same town Mm -hmm. because I was 
the college I was studying at, journalism in Zagreb, a lot of my friends were from somewhere else, mm-hmm. maybe even, you know, a different country uh-huh. and whatever. Like scattered group of They're people very, everywhere. Yeah. yeah, Very scattered. And that's like one of the things that kind of, I mean, I, obviously I have friends in Croatia that I can always call and like of show course. up and whatever. But it felt like me moving here, I kind of lost touch with some people. And mm-hmm. um, I feel like it's normal. You cannot like somewhat keep touch with everyone. But I was lucky that I had a little bit of an opposite mm-hmm. experience from you. Like I was in the same street yeah. till I left to live yeah. uh, in, you know, in, in the U.S. In the so US. like we were still the same clique. But yeah. I also have to say for me, sometimes it's difficult to talk to them mm-hmm. because they don't understand what I'm going through here. And, and I also don't understand what they're going through back home because mm-hmm. our lives are so, so, so different. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean it in a way that's like, well, I live in Miami. It's like, uh-huh. it's just so different. The issues I have here, uh-huh. it just doesn't exist over there. And then the issues they have over there, it's like, doesn't even cross my mind. That was a skill that I'm still working on in a sense because mm-hmm. let's say my sister and I have complete opposite lives she is still in bar she she has uh, twins boy and a girl has a great life she grows her own organic I love that stuff and like they have a they have a great phenomenal life mm-hmm. her and her husband mind you like I've been hustling and running around New York past decade 15 mm-hmm. years total so completely different lives so sometimes I felt like we, when we're talking like She cannot understand me. Yeah. And when she's complaining about stuff, I can't understand her. Yeah. And I had to practice. Mm-hmm. And we actually had multiple conversations. Yeah. Where I'm like, if we want to stay close, yeah. you have to listen to... Interesting. Yeah, How yeah, did yeah. you solve that? Uh, just by literally consciously practicing. And it felt very artificial at the beginning. Mm. I could tell that she couldn't care less. She doesn't give a shit about what yeah. I'm saying. And, yeah. But she was like, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. Mm-hmm. Okay, that must be hard. Like we kind of practiced, <laughs> yeah. and it it's it's a good tool that I that okay. I workshop. I'll give the most basic example. So, uh-huh. the building I live in right now in Miami. Okay, it's very hard to get a lease, and you have to go through this entire condo approval, and then you have to pay first month's rent, security deposit, and last month's rent. In Croatia. You just move in. Yeah. You just like, you find a place, yeah. you want to live there. Sure. Okay, cool. Yeah. Here's some money. Yeah. And here it's like all the paper. Like I remember it was like 20 pages to fill everything out. Yeah. And then they yeah. background checks and they, you know, they check every single thing. It's like a super long process. And if I tell somebody back home, they're like, you just can't comprehend because you never, you never like, did oh, something you like you that. You just have to move, move in and get your stuff in. Like what's yeah. the problem? Very, very different. Yeah. What else would you say is like a big difference? I feel like I click more, uh, I, I might contradict myself in a sense. As, as hard as it is, as it was for me to get used to the new dating rules, I kind of click better with American guys than mm-hmm. with our guys. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not like a, this is going to sound bad when I say I'm not a typical Montenegrin, but I, you know, like I do comedy. I talk about, I tell dick jokes, <laughs> you know, like to... Yeah. 300 yeah. people. You and know? what is a typical Montenegrin? Typical would Montenegrin would be, you know, a little more domesticated. Yeah. Let me put, let's put it that way. Would a little you more say, to Stuart. <laughs> okay. I love that, that we just uh, brought this up. 
And there's nothing bad with being domesticated. Yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure that yeah. this is just yeah. my journey. Yeah. We're going for all the corny, uh, yeah. corny <laughs> shit, but it's, it's really, it, it's yeah. just my personality. Yeah. And do you know that I struggled in choosing to do comedy because I was almost embarrassed of the language that I was using. I'm like, you know, like I'm a girl and look at me like, do, mm-hmm. I did, I did have troubles, uh, accepting it. Why? I cannot explain it to you. I mean, this was mm-hmm. a, a long, long time, time ago, ago yeah. but at the beginning it was just so hard to do it, but it felt right. Mm-hmm. It felt like that theater kid is back. Yeah. It's, it's in a happy place. But I want to uh, comment on the domestication part. I feel like in Croatia, at least when I was living there and mm-hmm. what I know mm-hmm. of it, because again, I've been living here for the past eight, almost nine years. It's now. a lot. It's a lot. But I always felt that in Croatia, women would do the work at home. I think that back home, it's like a different uh, man, woman Male, dynamic. Male, female dynamic, yeah. yeah, is more traditional. And yes. I feel like that's where a lot of my traditional mm-hmm. values come from. But then living in the US for so <laughs> long kind of transformed me into, I don't know, I'm also maybe sometimes conflicted. Oh, I'm conflicted all the time. And that's normal because yeah. you grew up in one world and now you're yeah. living in a different yeah. one. So it, it it's... It's a tough task that we yeah. took upon us. I will us. never accept the 50-50 rule <laughs> of that American men have, though. That That's never going to slide. I mean, first date, if we have to split oh. 50-50, I'm going to split that I night. Split. I'm done. Split, never I'm, see you I'm again. I'm donezo. It's yes. not happening. I really don't know what you've been through when it comes to your apartment situation mm-hmm. living in America. If I tell you... How many okay. times you moved? Plenty of times. I moved, I think, 11 or 14. I'm not sure I counted at some point. I don't remember anymore. I I moved a lot when I was in Miami. Mm-hmm. And I got sick and tired of that. Uh, so my, my mindset was like, I'm going to New York and I'm going to build a home for myself. And that's what I did. I, I've been in New York for, for 10 years. I lived in two apartments. Okay. Out of those two, wow. I was in one for a year and then almost nine years in okay. the second one. Okay. Is your place rent stabilized? No, it's not. Oh. But it's the same as, it's, it's almost the same thing because my landlord is my, like my second uh-huh. mom. She's oh, like my best that. friend. She's like this old Greek lady who's uh-huh. so sweet and lovable. Would you say you hang out with a lot of uh, Balkans? Oh, yes. In, in New York? Yeah. And you know what? I'm a small town girl, mm-hmm. you know, like we grew up, you have 10 coffee shops, you have your own clique, you kind of go to same places every day, you have your friends in your routine. And that's what's comfortable with me. That's who that, you are in your core. Th- that's because that's, that's, that's the, what how know. I grew up. Like I said, I had the same set of friends for forever. It's just, and I always go for that feeling of, I need a tiny nook in mm-hmm. a, somewhere on the planet where I feel safe and where I know everyone. So That's funny. Astoria for me. Uh, Feels like you have a home. Yes. I'm the Without that, I would go nuts. Honestly. Uh-huh. I'm the complete opposite because also I feel the way I grew up. And as I mentioned, we moved uh-huh. around a few times. And I felt like I always have this need to make new friends. So for me, it's not mm-hmm. difficult to move from place to place like I just mm-hmm. decided one day I'm gonna move to Miami and I just did it because yeah. I know I can find friends here mm-hmm. I had to find friends here and that's something what my boyfriend actually asks me sometimes he's like how do you have this ability to make friends with random people uh-huh 
I'm like, because I had to. You were a new kid for because a lot of Because I was the new kid uh, on the block all the time. Wow. Like even in back home, moving cities. And then when I moved to the States... Again. <laughs> and then to the US. the US this yeah. is the name of this episode yeah, yeah. moving Luby, to Luby and Coco moving to the states slash yeah. US yeah. so like I always had to be adaptable and I had to learn how to make friends because it's such a fantastic skill yeah. that you picked yeah. up without even knowing yeah. another thing that people from America don't get that Balkans are usually not rich Like, we don't grow up with a lot of luxuries. I mean, my generation even more than yours. I'm a, a bit ahead of you. I grew up in the early 90s. And, like, early 90s were so tough. It was the war, the sanctions. People were struggling to basically, to survive inflation and all of that stuff. So we didn't have it easy. So once when we come here, we are so motivated and hungry and just... Ready and, to get going. And you said that your family was always supportive. Did they have a hard time? Did they mm -hmm. ever visit you here? Oh, they do, yes. Yeah, how did they like uh, New York? They, my mother loved New York more than Florida okay. for some reason. I feel it was too hot for her yeah. <laughs> over here. So she, she would come uh, to New York in like October or May when the mm -hmm. temperature is perfect. Yeah. My mom hated New York at wow. first. But she never told me that until recently. No way. She just, I guess she just wanted me to feel that everything's great when they originally, okay. like when they came a few times, but she just said it was obviously so dirty, so loud and uh -huh. just, you know, the basic things that people don't like. But then when she, they came a few times later, mm -hmm. she's like, it kind of grew on me after a while. You kind of just accept the trash on the street mm -hmm. and, you know, keep it moving. And now even when I go back to New York from Miami, some things bother me that didn't bother me when I was living there. New and it's getting progressively worse in yes, New York. Have, like yeah. post COVID, it's it's getting a little tougher. Yeah, it's just my it looks mom. Beat up. <laughs> my mom, though, she told me that she was crying for like the first year when I was Goodness. here, because they didn't expect it. I mean, uh -huh. she always kind of knew. I mean, I don't Parents know if I told know. you. They know. Uh huh. There was this gypsy that stopped my mom on the street when I was maybe 10 years old and she told her like your daughter's gonna move abroad and my mom was like eh. she didn't want to believe it but then I, subconsciously wild. she uh -huh. always had that in her she was getting ready for it yeah I had a very similar thing going on with a lady when I was I was I think in high school maybe a little younger she was like take t take off your sunglasses oh and I was like okay she weirded me out so I'm like Yes, ma'am, I'm going to do it. Like I was <laughs> How old were you back life. then? 12 to 15, mm -hmm. let's put, I'm not sure. And uh, I took off my sunglasses and she's like, for you, love across the ocean. She was like, love across the ocean. <laughs> she's like, you're not going to, you're going to go like. We're across. so superstitious. Look at us, both of us. <laughs> and that's very Balkan. Very Balkan. Oh boy, are we superstitious. What would you say to people who are in Croatia, Serbia, Montenegro, uh -huh. if they want to come here? I would say do your research mm -hmm. first, for sure. Um, this is the golden age of information. You yes. can find out anything. Online, blogs, vlogs, stuff like YouTube tutorials, yeah. clips. That wasn't around yeah. when, when I was coming here. I had nothing. I had zero knowledge, which was maybe even better because sometimes yeah. knowing less um, s sort of shapes you better. But that's, yeah. that's a whole different story. But um, there's a whole lot of information out there. Go get the information. 
and you have to take risks yeah like people want everything to be guaranteed like mm-hmm. oh can you do this for me i want yeah, a job i'm not coming if i don't have a guaranteed job okay maybe for your visa purposes you have to find a guaranteed job sure. which, yeah but if, when you can't your life here is not guaranteed and that's why so many people move back because mm-hmm. they were just not ready for what what you have to go through here and you know some people just don't want they don't want to live with five roommates and mm-hmm. we definitely went through that phase oh for sure we we, we paid uh, you know what i have my advice is find a lawyer if you're doing Mm -hmm. some um or or an agency as you mentioned like find somebody who is qualified to give you advice because i remember when i was coming here i was so naive and Mm -hmm. i believed everything anybody would tell me oh the same and i just thought that everybody's a nice person everybody wants to help me but they just want to we had the yeah. same experience. Yeah. I yeah. was so naive and uh, innocent. People, people promise like everything. Like my life is going to be sorted in two mm-hmm. two years. You mm-hmm. know, like all especially especially when you are a cute girl working in restaurants. All mm-hmm. these guys that are coming and sitting like in their little suits and whatever. Mm-hmm giving you their business cards and uh-huh. telling you oh honey i just like finished this job and then i'll hire you and my mm-hmm. little financial yeah yeah, yeah. F- finance guys wearing patagonia yeah. vests and stuff yeah. okay yeah a lot of finance guys chasing uh-huh. waitresses if you could change something about your experience what would that be when it comes to moving here nothing okay zero I expected that honestly zero and it took me forever to yeah. get to the point where i accepted all of my because yeah. mis- i used to like beat myself up over like i wasted a lot of time here yeah if you think about it like i was never a good match to work in hospitality why mm-hmm. wasn't i pursuing my dreams earlier like right off the bat yeah you know why, why was i going for the safe plan mm-hmm. then when i moved to new york when nothing was working out for me i was doing like silly open mics mm-hmm. with two people in the crowd who don't even care about what you have to say for like almost five years and nothing was just going my way. And that those are like, that's a good chunk of time. That's almost a decade of trying to figure trying out, trying to figure out yeah. who I was, if anything, getting mm-hmm. the confidence or what, whatever you want to call it. But now looking, looking back, it all led me to everything that was supposed mm-hmm. to happen because now I'm in a place where I don't want to say nothing can shake me because that's sounds, but yeah, like I'm in control yeah. of, of my day, yeah. of my life, of my mood. Like even when things go wrong, I'm like, okay, let's just stay in mm-hmm. the moment. And like, I know how to deal with, with adversities. Cause I would like freaking lose it before. Yeah. <laughs> just like, I think for me, I just trusted a lot of people mm-hmm. and and again, every experience is there for you to teach uh-huh. you something. But I just felt that if I was more skeptical sure. when it comes to some things and like if it seems too good to be true, it is too it, good to be is. true. I think that's the only thing that I would just like, like people lie. That's, oh, people, people lie. lie and people are going to try oh, yeah. to manipulate you to get whatever they want, oh, yeah. especially when they see you're a young immigrant and they're like, oh, look at this. You know, mm-hmm. people don't take you serious. If I have a little bit of regrets if i do and i okay i lied okay you have okay there's 0.1 okay (laughs) i sometimes not always when i remember certain men and relationships that i gave my all yeah that's where the lies i was talking about oh wow there you go that's where i get 
Wow, I gave myself so truthfully, so yeah. I was so open and vulnerable and but you, at the same time, you can't punish yourself for believing in, in they somebody. Were such losers. <laughs> yeah, they were such losers. It's like it bothers me, you know. Sometimes that that can like yeah. a thought of an ex yeah. that's like cringy. Mm -hmm. That can wake me up sometimes. Not always, but yeah. like, oh, what was yeah. I thinking? You know, I'm so happy that we met those like five six years ago mm -hmm. on that New York Fashion Week show. What what show? Were you? It was a Tadashi Shoji show. Yeah, we were in the we were backstage. Yeah, right? I was invited by some makeup brand just to like attend yeah i just remember this like beautiful fabulous girl oh. and we started talking i don't know how I, I think i heard you saying something in in our language exactly i was on the phone and you overheard mm -hmm. it yes, and you yes, were like hey yes, i'm from yes. croatia i'm from montenegro we started talking here's my extrovert coming along <laughs> there, you go. there you go perfect but it was little by little that like we, we connected we connected and it was through work, I, I, I liked the stuff that you were putting out. We were talking, like DMing each other, sending videos. It was just like little by little building a friendship. And I remember uh, inviting you to do a podcast in New York uh, at my company because I was, I was obsessed and in love with two videos of yours. Mm -hmm. The one about the flip-flops. Oh. <laughs> Nobody's going to know that I'm wearing flip-flops right now. My luggage is lost. Yes. They're talking about this. Yeah. They're and not mine. <laughs> they are not my flip-flops. Oh, I do no, not no. own flip-flops. Nope. And I love that video. And I love the video when, like the one that it's made you, walking. yeah, the coffee walk. And I was like, we need to have this girl on. Mm -hmm. Like we have to talk to her. So you were in New York. We did a podcast and then we grabbed coffee I knew you, but I didn't know you, if you yeah. think about it. You know, very, yeah, like, just on the surface. Like, yeah. We sat down, and we had coffee, and we were talking. And I'm like, how did you end up in this whole, like, influencer thing, like, giving dating advice mm -hmm. thing? And then you told me that you actually graduated, like, school for journalism. And mm -hmm. I was like, okay, this makes sense, because this girl <laughs> is articulated. I mean, I am so upset that the previous podcast we recorded. I know. Because you you dug into my soul with certain questions that you I cried. Cry. I know. And it was Mercury. It was Mercury. I, but we'll yeah. do this again. We'll do this. We'll again. cry again. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> if you know what, if anything, you and I had a great yeah, time. We did. We had so I want to appreciate that. We I want to look moment. at it from that perspective. Um, so anyways, we were talking, I was like, okay, journalism makes sense. And then I'm like, I know you're giving dating advice. Like you want to keep doing that. What's going on? How did you end up doing it? And the, then you told me, uh, and it was so honest. You're like, I made a lot of mistakes. I've learned from my mistakes. I did therapy. I like, I worked on myself and I just wanted to share all of that. Mm -hmm. And when pandemic happened, you started getting creative and posting the videos and it kind of hit it off. And there are various reasons why some videos go viral. You mm -hmm. know, it can be luck. It can be whatever, like um, a good algorithm, <laughs> who knows? But for you, what I am convinced is because you're genuine. Oh, thank you. And I you, am genuine, honestly. You walk the walk and talk the talk. You are humble. You are sweet. You're friendly. <laughs> and you, I did not pay her to. No, I, I, I kind of want people to know that side of you. Uh, you, when, when, somebody's not only in your dms when somebody's telling you a problem or an issue or something you pay attention and you want yeah, to help you're listening you're there and 
you and I do like weekly calls and stuff. Yeah. And every time I'm having a weekly call with you, I feel we always come up with something brilliant. We have I a swear. phenomenal idea. I don't know how. A project. Let's yeah. do this. Let's yeah. like I bring like you bring up my inner Chris Jenner. <laughs> You're doing great, sweetie. <gasps> And you are my Kim and we're working together and just thanks mom. Thanks mom. (laughs) There's always something that we are excited to talk about. Mm -hmm. Like we take notes, we exchange Mm -hmm. notes, we inspire each other. And I appreciate it about you. I appreciate it really. I appreciate uh, being surrounded with women like you. You're like one of the, my top three in my circle in a sense that I feel Oh, I can call her and tell her this and ask yeah. for this advice. No, I was and saying, this I, is just going to be amazing. Like, I told she's going to hit the nail in the head. I told you this in the previous podcast we recorded that like you are one of the most confident people I know. That's wild to me, though. <laughs> that's, that's because you just know your worth and you just mm-hmm. don't give a fuck. Like you just know who you are. Mm-hmm. And that comes from all of these things that we talked about, like yeah. going through so much shit and, and being here alone. And you just mm-hmm. have to build a very strong personality to survive. Oh yeah, uh, you know, so far from your family and your comfort zone. Absolutely. So we have a lot in common. I love that. Yeah, and I think on this note we can wrap up this podcast. Thank I you. I couldn't Luby, be happier for being um, a part of this journey, Bougie yes. Best Friend Podcast. Yes. I will definitely have you on again. Can you please tell everybody where they can follow you? Absolutely. And I just want to say again. I am so excited for your podcast. I'm so excited you're starting this because everything that you do, Mm -hmm. you (laughs) give your all and it's top notch. So this is good. I'm I'm super excited. Thank Thank you. you for having me. Have me back anytime. I will. <laughs> and not when Mercury and is playing. Definitely. Okay, nope. Mercury. I'm going to not work next Mercury retrograde. No. Nope. Nope. sure. I'm I'll not just, traveling yeah. or working. Yeah. Nope. Okay, or your Instagram. It. My Instagram is lubipopovicnyc. Uh, my Twitter is lubipopovic. That's it. Nobody uses Facebook. <laughs> Bye, <laughs> Facebook. Thank you guys for listening and see you in the next episode.